I'm giving you the exact step-by-step roadmap to go from idea to launching your sustainable fashion brand that makes a minimum of $20,000 in this episode. Make sure you have a notebook and pen ready and let's dive in. Join the slow fashion revolution with Recloseted Radio. As the number one podcast for fashion entrepreneurs with a conscience, we're here to help you reach new heights. I'm your host, Selena Ho, the founder and CEO of Recloseted, and I'm on a mission to share my insider knowledge and strategies for launching a successful sustainable brand, growing your existing slow fashion business, and making your brand more environmentally friendly. I also invite industry experts to share their stories and insights too. So subscribe and let's get to work on transforming the harmful fashion industry. If you haven't heard of LYB before, It's our signature online course that builds successful sustainable fashion brands from scratch. And when they launch an LYB, they make a minimum of 20K. And it's literally all the business and all the fashion knowledge you need to be successful. And as you're listening to this episode, if you actually just want to snag all of my proven strategies, have me hold your hand through it and fully support you to your 20K launch, then you can visit recloseted.com slash LYB. The link will also be in the show notes for more information on the course and to enroll. To kick things off, I'm going to overview all the steps that you need to go through to start a successful sustainable fashion brand. And in this overview, I'm going to go deeper into every single step, but I wanted to give you a roadmap to begin with. The first step is going to be setting up your business foundation. The next step is going to be to set up your founder foundation. So your foundation as an entrepreneur. The third step is to set up your product foundation. The fourth step is to design and develop your products. The fifth step is to set up your marketing. The sixth step is to set up your branding. And then last but not least, step number seven is to actually launch. Now, the reality is that these steps may happen at the same time as you're trying to get everything to launch. It will not look as linear as I have just outlined. But that being said, you do need to complete every single one of these steps to ensure that you have everything done, you have all your ducks lined up in a row so that you can be successful when you launch. And like I mentioned, I am going to do a deeper dive into every single step, but I just wanted to give you an overview to kick things off. And to start, let's dive into the items in the business foundation section. Here, there are a few things you want to make sure you complete before you launch your brand. The first one is setting up your vision and your mission. We always get our clients to do that first in the LYB course because then you know what you're trying to aim to do, how you're going to get there, and you know what your goals are. That's really important. The next step is to figure out what you want to call your brand or what your business name is going to be. And if you don't know right now, that's fine. Like You can kind of brainstorm. But you do want to make sure that you do all the relevant checks to ensure that you can name your business that name. And we walk our clients through that in the LYB course. The next thing is anything legal and accounting related. So you want to make sure that you have all of that set up and ready to go because you want to make sure that that is all done. That is very, very important. And we give our clients tips on how they can do that in the course. And then last but not least, in the business foundation section, you need to figure out your finances and your funding. This is important. From a financial perspective, we want to know how much budget you have, how you're going to spend that budget, 
how you're going to maintain all your bookkeeping. So bookkeeping just ensures that you have all the revenue tracked in your business, all the expenses tracked, all that jazz. We also want to make sure that all your accounting is set up. So when it comes time for tax season, you're not scrambling. You have those systems set up. And then from a funding perspective, in LYB, we teach our clients how to do self-funding and pre-sales. We actually leverage two funding mechanisms to really maximize the amount of money that they have to play with. And there are funding mechanisms that are out there that aren't pre-sales and self-funding, but these are the ones we recommend to our clients because we have seen our clients have the most success. And also for a startup brand that probably doesn't have connections in the venture capital or investor world, unless you're from that world and you have those connections, then that's great. But typically that route is a lot of work and they also take equity. So Long story short, this is what we recommend to our clients, self-funding and pre-sales, and we hold their hand to doing that. And so from a business foundation perspective, those are just high level, some things you want to think about and ensure you check off before you launch. Next, we need to move into your foundation as a founder. This is really important as well, and we get our clients to do this right from the get-go because As you're building your business, you want to make sure that you're not self-sabotaging and you are able to take your business to the heights that it needs to be taken. There's three different things you want to work on here. The first one is your mindset. And this is just how you're thinking about things, your subconscious beliefs. I mentioned self-sabotage, but these are all things you need to work on. And this is not something you work on once and then you're done. You need to continuously work on this. And this is something I'm still working on too. And I talk about mindset all the time on this podcast. And it's something that I hope that you are looking forward to working on because I think business is this journey of developing yourself, growing yourself, and then in turn, your business and your brand does the same thing. We really want to make sure that you start working on your mindset. And then the second thing in the founder foundation section that you really want to start to work on is how you work. We want to make sure we maximize your productivity. We don't want to treat you like a productivity machine. I don't want you to be working 24-7. That's not the point. Instead, we want to work smarter and not just harder. So we have a lot of systems and processes and templates in place that we give our clients. And if you're not part of LYB, then you just want to make sure that you have those same systems created for yourself because I don't want you just to work for the sake of working. We need to be very intentional with what we're doing. And last but not least in this section, really piggybacking off of everything I've said and to summarize it, we want to prevent burnout because if you're going to be self-funding either through working another nine to five job or doing freelance work, then you have a lot on your plate and running a sustainable fashion brand and building it from scratch is a lot already. We want to make sure we really ensure that you take care of yourself and we have tips for our clients, but you just want to make sure that you're also actively being proactive about preventing burnout versus retroactively being burnt out and then trying to fix it. And then after you have solidified your business foundation, your founder foundation, the next thing is your products and what you're going to be selling. There's a few things you need to consider here, and I'm actually going to walk you through what I get our clients to do in LYB. And first and foremost, we always start with the strategy for your products. And the strategy is that I only want you to produce one to two products for your first collection. I have talked about this before on this podcast. If you've been to any of my masterclass trainings, you'll know I say this all the time. Also talk about it all the time on YouTube. But the reason behind this is because I want you to be as successful as possible for this first launch. 
And I really want you to knock this launch out of the park. And a really big thing about launching and being successful and also building brand loyalty and trust with your customers is having really great products that are super high quality. And if you're just starting out, you likely don't have the budget, you don't have the resources, and you probably don't have the energy and the bandwidth either to be managing a 5 or a 10 or even a 15, 20 piece collection. If you're listening and you have all these ideas for products, that's great. That's amazing. I'm not saying that you can never do that. I'm just saying that for your first collection, we need to pick and choose. And then those other ideas you have, that's great. You can launch it for your second or third collection. But we want to be really smart with your budgets and your time and your energy, which is why I only want you to launch with one to two things. We want to knock it out of the park, get your customers used to the type of quality and the intentional pieces that you put out. And then every single time you drop something, you make that expectation that people know that it's going to be very high quality and they're really excited about it. All that to say, launch with one to two products. That's the main strategy. And then the second strategy underneath that is to always take a customer first approach with your products and also with your business in general. What that means is exactly what it sounds like. We're always going to put your customers first, no matter the situation. And in this case, when it comes to your product, I don't want you to take a product first approach or a design first approach where you think about what you want to make and then you go and design it and you then release it. Because at no point in that scenario are you talking to your customers, are you validating your products, and that's very, very dangerous. Through the years that I've been in business, the amount of people that have come crying to me after, stressed out or overwhelmed because they did just that, they decided to take a design or product-first approach and make something because they love it or one of their friends mentioned they wanted something like this, and they went all in, they spent tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars into production, super excited, and then launched, and there were crickets. No one bought anything, and now they're sitting on so much inventory that is not selling, and they're so stressed out, and they're coming to me trying to get my help. But at the end of the day, if you don't start with a customer-first approach, we can do everything in our power to try to drum up sales, but it's just so much harder. And if you're in the position where you haven't started yet, then I am so glad you're listening to my voice right now because I really want you to take that customer-first approach. And the customer-first approach is what I handhold our clients through in the LYB course. But essentially, as a quick overview, what you're going to do is figure out who your ideal customer is first, who is the person you're going to serve with your brand, who are you trying to provide value for, who are you trying to target, this is the person that you're going to be thinking about all the time and you want to make sure that you are always, always, always putting them first. And then once you've decided who you want to target and who your ideal customer is, you then want to get to know them. And we get our clients in LYB to leverage two tools. The first one is a survey and the second one is an interview. And in doing so, they can really get a lot of data on their ideal customer to understand who they are really understand their pain points, understand where they're at in their lives, what are they struggling with when it comes to their wardrobe, what are they missing in their lives, things like that. And then you summarize it, we go through the data, we make sure it's all valuable and useful. And then we're going to put it into a persona document. And this is really important because it's what you're going to look at and you continue to reference it for all your marketing material. 
And also, whenever you're making a new product, you also want to look at that. And it's really important also to drill down on the problem that you're solving for your ideal customer. We spend a lot of time on the problem identification in LYB because I do not want you to be in the situation like the brands that I just told you about, where they spent tens of thousands, or if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, into production, and they're on inventory that's not selling because that is such. A horrendous nightmare situation to be in, and I don't want you to have to go through that. Because of that, we are very, very careful about what our clients produce, and we want to make sure that everything they put out into the world is very intentional, and it really needs to solve a problem. And in doing so, we are also being more conscious and more sustainable because we don't need another pair of pants or another pair of shoes or even another sweater. Because we have so much of that in the world already, we need to make sure that you are really being intentional and validating and solidifying your products before you go out and make it. And then to tie the product foundation piece all together, you just want to make sure that you do interviews with your ideal customer, you validate it, you make sure they're happy with it, and they tell you, "Yes, I would pay money for this." and Also, if you get reactions like "Oh my god, I need this in my life!" like "When are you releasing this?" we've had quite a few clients get those kind of reactions. Then you know you're onto something, and that's how when you launch, you're able to launch and sell out and make a minimum of twenty k because your product does a lot of the legwork for you because it's actually something that people want. After the product foundation is done, we then move into actually designing it and developing it. This is crucial. You want to do all the steps that I've just outlined before you move into design and development, because, like I mentioned, we want to take a customer-first approach. We want to make sure we put really a lot of time and intention into what you're doing. And so, don't move on to this part until you've done all of that. And when it comes to your product design and your development, if you don't have a fashion design background, that is totally fine. A lot of our clients that go through LYB. Don't have a fashion design background either, and if that's you, then what you really need to do is to find experts to help you and really ensure that you find the right people. You need to make sure that they are the right fit for your brand, and they have the expertise and the skill sets that you're looking for. And then after you've hired them, you need to trust them and work collaboratively with them to help you design and produce your products. My advice to you, if you don't have a fashion design background, is to hire professionals. I have talked about this before on the podcast and also on our YouTube channel, so this would not be a surprise if this is not your first time going through our content. So that's the first thing off the bat. And then, from a sustainability strategy perspective, this is something we walk through with our clients in LYB. But the strategy, first and foremost, as a startup brand, is to really pick and choose your priorities. And pick and choose your battles, because you have limited time, you have limited budget, and limited resources. And the fashion industry has so many complex problems and challenges with it. And I likely don't need to tell you all of that. So it's unrealistic for your brand as a startup brand to be able to tackle all of those issues. So that's why we really need to pick and choose our battles. We work with our clients to really figure out what they're prioritizing. And you will need to determine that as well. And when you find a designer, you will have to go through the entire design process. So 
You will need to do a sketch. You will do patterns. You will make samples and fittings to really solidify and finalize your patterns. You will be digitizing. You will be grading, making more sizes, and then putting it together in your technical package or your tech pack. You will then also probably need to make markers for production, and you may need to make design adjustments as well. And in LYB, we walk our clients through that entire process so they know what to expect. And we also have a database of designers that we work with and our clients have worked with so you know that you can hire them and you can trust them. Once your products are designed and you know what they look like and how they're going to come to life, you then want to move into sourcing. So we're going to be looking for your materials and also for your manufacturers. And in LYB, we give our clients a materials overview. We give them sourcing tips, sourcing strategies, how they can vet mills and materials, how they can also vet manufacturers. And of course, we have a database of mills and materials that we trust and we know clients have worked with, as well as manufacturers that past clients have worked with and we trust as well. I know that the design and the sourcing process can be really overwhelming. So my advice to you is to definitely take your time with it, especially if you don't have a fashion design background, because you want to make sure that your products are the highest quality possible. They solve that problem like we talked about. And then also you want to make sure you're doing the best you can and ensure that they are the most sustainable option that you are able to choose right now based on your current resources and budget. After that, we need to figure out your shipping strategy, which we walk our clients through, but you want to figure out who you're going with for shipping, what that's going to look like from a cost perspective, how much you will pay, how much your clients will pay, things like that. And then we move into packaging as well. So packaging is important because it's part of your brand, it's part of the experience, but there's so much waste that goes into packaging. And in a lot of instances, it's just a single use scenario. So we want to make sure that we aren't being wasteful, but it's also on brand. So we work through that with our clients in LYB. Next, we move into your marketing strategy. This is really important because we want to make sure that when you launch, you have an audience of your ideal customers that are primed, nurtured, and warmed up and excited to buy from you. That's why it's really important to have a solid strategy in place. And in LYB, the strategy that I nail home with our clients is to really make sure they focus on one social media platform and couple that with email marketing. Again, if you're a longtime listener of the podcast and or you watch our YouTube videos, this will not come as a surprise. But the reason behind that is because content strategy, keeping up with content, being consistent, it's tough. It requires a lot of energy, resources, time, and even potentially budget if you're going to be outsourcing it to someone else. So in that line, it is really important to pick strategically the platform you're going to be on and ensure your ideal customer is there, of course. And then what you're going to do is do that platform really, really, really well so that you can build a really solid community of your ideal customers on there so that you can get enough sales, you can grow your brand, and eventually hire more people to help you so that you can expand onto more platforms. But it is so much better just to focus and go all in on one platform so that you can actually grow it and get the results you want versus really spreading yourself thin across all the platforms. And we always recommend to our clients at NYB to couple one platform with email marketing because emails are customer data that you own 
and you're not going to be at the beck and call of algorithms. You just really future-proof yourself there just in case anything happens to a platform you'd never know. And then also you control that data. So it's always good to have a backup. And people also open emails and it's a good way to reach people as well. And that's what I want you to do because it works for our clients in LYB. And I just, again, know it works. The other big piece of the strategy too is that you need to build up your community in advance. I touched on this briefly earlier as well. But if you think about it, you want to be able to launch to people that are your ideal customer, not just your family and not just your friends. Because yes, maybe they'll support you, but then that's not a sustainable, viable business because you can't just be making money from your friends and family members. You need to have your ideal customer buying your pieces. So we need to be building up your community in a very intentional and strategic manner so that when you launch, you are not launching and getting crickets. But it's very important to build up that community at least six months in advance of your launch. So that's really important. And then the other thing as well is to be very mindful with how you set up your marketing and your sales funnel. In LYB, I take our clients through the following funnel. First of all, we ensure you're getting enough traffic to your brand. This is important because we want to make sure that enough people are getting to your website, going to potentially check out and get your products. So traffic is king. And then you want to be able to nurture and warm up your audience as well. That is also very important. And after you nurture and warm them up, the next step is to actually get them to check out and or convert. You want to make sure everything is set up and optimized for conversion. And then, of course, we want to make sure that your product and the delivery process is perfect so that you are then set up to retain them as a customer, resell to them, and potentially upsell as well. We need to be really thoughtful about all the content we put out and ensure that it will drive traffic, it will nurture your audience and convert. We go through the content strategy with our clients and with the one platform you have chosen, it is also very, very important to be intentional about what you're posting. You don't just wanna be posting your products all the time because people don't really wanna follow an account that's just always posting their products. People want to follow accounts that give value. So you really wanna make sure you're intentional with your content in that regard. Once you have your marketing strategy set up, you then need to think about your branding and also your website. From a branding perspective, I always tell our clients that the strategy is to position yourself as a premium brand. And it doesn't mean you need to be a luxury brand unless you want to be, of course. But premium just means a brand that has higher price points, which inevitably you will because you have higher costs as you're you know, getting really high quality materials and you're paying your garment workers a fair wage. Off the bat, you have higher costs, which means that you need to have higher price points in order to be able to make enough money and make enough profit margin. That all being said, it just makes more sense for you to have a premium brand. And we need to be very intentional about how we build up that brand image for you. And of course, we want to figure out how you're going to position your sustainability efforts as well. Some of our clients go first with the premium brand and then the sustainability piece is like a really nice cherry on top that people find out afterwards. Some of our clients position both at the same time, so they lead with both. At the end of the day, it's all about what you think is going to resonate the most with your ideal customer. That's your branding piece, and we work through that with our clients as well. And then when it comes to your website, we usually recommend to our clients to do it on Shopify. And you set it all up, you get a good theme, and you ensure it converts. 
And this is important because your website is essentially your digital storefront. This is where people are going to visit to be able to buy and check out. So you want to make sure that it's done and set up really well. And now we are at the point where we are getting ready for your launch, which is really exciting. We've done your business foundation, your founder foundation, your product foundation. We've designed and developed your products. We figured out your marketing strategy. We're building up your community. We have your branding solidified, your website solidified. So finally, it's time to prepare for your launch. The launch model that I overview in LYB is as follows. As you know, we get our clients to build up their community for six months or more, and then they're going to move into a pre-launch build buzz phase, which is going to be one month long. And this is really important because we want them to be able to build buzz for over a month, start to tease their launch, start to really give a little glimpse of the products and get their audience warmed up and excited. And then we get our clients to launch over a two-week window. And that is important. We talk all about that in the course, why it's two weeks, why that matters. But just trust me on it. It needs to be two weeks. And then after that, we move into the post-launch phase. And that is when they're going to fulfill the orders. That's when they're going to do a post-mortem to really summarize how it went and capture all the learnings. But that is essentially the launch model. And you may recall that towards the beginning of this episode, I mentioned that one of the funding mechanisms our clients use is pre-sales. And so this works really well with the launch model I have just overviewed. When it comes to pre-sales, essentially you're going to collect all the pre-sale orders in that two-week window. And then after you've done that, you can then fulfill after your cart is closed during that post-launch phase. And that's how we do it with our clients. And that is strategic on our part because you can then gather up all the orders over those two weeks and go to your production partners and give them a good sizable order versus if you had your pre-sales open all the time, you would go to them with maybe like five orders this week and maybe two the next and then all of a sudden maybe 20 the week after that. Like it's very up and down, which is really, really difficult from a fulfillment perspective. So like I mentioned, that's why the two weeks is a very strategic move on our part. And there's other reasons why, but again, just trust me on that. Do the two weeks and that way it can really help with your pre-sales execution as well. When it comes to setting yourself up for success for your launch so that you can ensure you make a minimum of 20K, there is a lot of backend work and preparation and planning that needs to happen. We handhold our clients through that but in your case, I can list out every single thing that I really recommend you do. And then it is really important that you spend the time to do all these things so that you can be successful. The first thing you have to do is to set up your launch targets. This is important because you need to work backwards to ensure you know exactly how you're going to get to that 20K goal or whatever your goal is. Because if you don't know exactly how you're going to get there, you're not going to magically make that money. And so we need to figure out how much traffic you need to drive to your brand, what your conversion rate needs to be, and how you're going to be able to make those mini targets. I always tell my clients that when you're in the thick of launch, it's probably not going to 100% go to plan because when does life ever go 100% according to plan? But it's good to have these launch targets because if things are off target, you can know exactly where things are going awry and you will be able to fix it. Whereas if you feel like you want to make 20K 
And then halfway through your launch, you're not at 10K, you're maybe at like 2 or 3K, and all of a sudden you're freaking out and trying to figure out what to do. Well, you're likely not going to make your goal because you don't really know what's going on. Whereas if you pre-thought out all of this and you broke down your launch targets and you broke down the metrics, then that would really help you. So you want to make sure that you have your launch targets set up and ready to go. And we have all of this broken down for our clients. But in your case, you will just need to manually do that and take the time to really ensure you have that locked and loaded. Next, you want to make a launch brief for yourself. This is a document that really overviews everything that's going to go into your launch so you know what the plan of record is and what you're going to do for this launch. This is really helpful for you to reference and have all your ideas down on paper. But then in the future, as you continue to launch, you can go back and look at what you did last time and see what went well, what didn't go well, and things like that. And in the future, when you grow and expand and have a team, it's even more important to ensure that everyone's on the same page and everyone knows what's going on. So a launch brief is a really good best practice that you should start to implement right from the get-go. You then need to plan out your schedule and all the tasks you need to do to ensure you have a launch that is successful. Because as it comes up to preparing for your launch, there's a lot of things that need to get done, but you want to make sure you're not burnt out. You want to make sure that come those two weeks where you launch, you are bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and as much as you can be, of course, it's fine if you're not like at 100%, but we want to make sure you're not in the midst of a huge burnout. So you need to really pre-plan all your tasks. And then, of course, we need to figure out your content calendar. Those two weeks, the content is so important. And we are very, very detailed with all our clients about like every single day what they need to be posting. But in your case, you'll just want to really make sure you brainstorm all of that. We also get our clients to do events. So both in-person events and virtual events, because we find that really helps with sales. And we handhold them through executing that. But again, in your case, you will just really need to hunker down and think that through. And then last but not least, making sure you have an amazing mindset going into launch. I talked a little bit about mindset at the beginning of this podcast episode, but it is really crucial to ensure that you have a great mindset going through your launch as well, because it takes a lot of energy and it takes a lot of work. So you want to make sure that you're performing at your best. Once your launch is completed, you then want to do a post-mortem and fulfill your orders. So fulfilling your orders is pretty standard. You're just going to fulfill all the orders you made. And then your post-mortem is really important. This is a document that summarizes how the launch went. So what you did, what you experimented with, what you think went well, what you think didn't go well, what were some challenges, what do you want to change next time? just anything and everything related to this launch so that in the future, you can look back on it and see where you want to improve and where you want to change things. And that is how you go from idea to successful 20K launch. I know that that was a lot of information, but hopefully that was helpful to you. And I know that there's a lot that goes into starting a brand and a business from scratch, but at least this gives you the awareness of everything you need to remember and keep into consideration. And hopefully now you're not worrying if you're missing something because I feel like I've done a pretty detailed job at really giving you everything you need to do. As a summary, we need to do your business foundation, your founder foundation, your product foundation, your product design and development, your marketing strategy, your branding, and your launch. 
And if you want to dive deeper on any of these topics, I would highly encourage you to check out our YouTube channel. Just search for Recloseted on YouTube and I have a whole playlist dedicated to how to start a sustainable fashion brand. So highly encourage you binge those videos. And then also, I've been talking about how to launch a brand for years now, and we've had this podcast for years as well. Make sure you go back to previous episodes and click play on any episodes that are interesting to you. And then after you've gone through everything, if you have any questions at all, I am here to help you. So you can DM me at Recloseted on Instagram, and also you can send me an email to hello at Recloseted.com. I read through everything. And I will personally get back to you. So don't be shy. I'm here to help you. And really, I want to see you succeed. Lastly, like I mentioned at the top of the episode, if you would like to work together to launch your sustainable fashion brand to really ensure that you do everything properly, set yourself up for success and make that 20k minimum, check out our Launch Your Brand course or LYB at recloseted.com slash LYB. And if you have any questions about LYB as well, feel free to DM us at Recloseted on Instagram or send an email to hello at recloseted.com. And that's a wrap on this episode. If you got value from this, I would appreciate it if you could take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram story and tag us at Recloseted. Be sure to subscribe to the Recloseted Radio podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode and you have access to all of our valuable resources. And if you're feeling generous, Please rate our podcast five stars and leave us a glowing review. I'm cheering you on and together, let's transform the harmful fashion industry.